This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling memorabilia, anything you need or want, they got it. They update daily, even better, they ship worldwide. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com. For great books on classic video games, you'll find titles like NBA Jam, World of Warcraft, and GoldenEye 007. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, please visit LegacySubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building. Anything you need or want that makes you feel great, makes you look great, they got it. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs. Anything you need or want, it is there. But the freest thing, the best thing, the easiest thing to support the show, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week I'm joined once again by the guys from Formerly Got Till Five, the man who loves Edge probably more than Beck herself. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Max Curtin and his partner in crime playing his box all over England. <laughs> Jesse Benz. I twanged that box hard in every city of the UK, and I'm proud. And of I do it. love, I do love Edge more than Beth. Right. Do love Edge? And by the way, seeing Beth. Right. The Royal Rumble. Okay. I haven't seen her for a while. Yeah. It it confused and aroused me in equal measure. She kind of okay. she looks slightly space age and milfy yeah. and there's all this stuff going on that I'm here for. I, th- I think it's the Viking look she's going for. Viking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a bit of Viking, but it's like space age Viking, right? 
Probably, yeah. Well, so, yeah, she put her own twist on it, or else then she'd just be joining the Viking Raiders, I guess. But mm. and it's a, and it's a bad tan job, like it's a bad fake tan job. But I kind of like that. I like I like dodgy well, tan jobs. That's all you see over there in the UK, anyways, right? It's not like you guys get any sun for natural tans, so no, exactly. Yeah, we get the we get the dodgy MGF tan. That's, why I guess <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, most of the women over here uh, who have the fake tans. Or actually, who was that other wrestler? Every time he would wrestle, you'd see it dripping down his, like, brow and stuff. Like, you just see brown. Oh, God! I know. I I can't remember now, and I'm drawing a blank, and it's going to bother me. Yeah, when he was sweating, you could see the fake tans. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... I it was basically like all the women in the UK. It was basically the same color as a hangover piss. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Well, what a great way to start off the show. Obviously, we're here. We're going to talk about Royal Rumble and all fun stuff. But before we get to that, my friends, what's been up? What's been going on? What have you guys been? Okay, how about this? We barely ever touch on this, and we also love this all the time, and we play it ourselves. Video games. What have you guys been playing recently? 007 just dropped, Fire Emblem. What are you guys up to? What are you playing? Very true. Um, I have been... We'll talk about Harry Plopper in a bit and Hogwarts Legacy. is something that we're kind of excited oh, for. Okay. A lot of controversy, we're aware. Um, but I've been playing Spiritfarer on the Nintendo Switch. And it's that? been a game that's been in my list for a long time. But it's a lot of fun. I get to do okay. tasks, I get to manage stuff. It's, it's like my day-to-day life, I love it. Oh, God. Why? Why don't you just but, do that in real life? Because I don't <laughs> find joy in anything. <laughs> Unless you get that a was, reward, right? <laughs> yeah. That was my life. I've said to you before many times, Max. When, um, so me and Max are obsessed with a game called Shenmue, which was this big right. Dreamcast game back in like 2000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, there's a bit in the game where you become a forklift operator and you're just driving a forklift around, picking boxes up and putting them in the right places. And I was doing that in real life for my actual job at that time. So I was like doing that all day. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'll just unwind when I get home. I'm doing the exact same shit just in like badder graphics than my eyes. It it was fucking ridiculous. But what I'm playing now is exactly what you said, Steve. What's I that? am Fire Emblem and I'm Goldeneye. That's oh, exactly what I'm into right now. Yeah, oh, I, I would have figured because I, I could see these guys being those type of fans. You, which one? We are of Fire Emblem, especially Fire Emblem. Like you guys like that Fire Emblem. that quirky Master Japanese type games that I don't. I just don't have the patience for. I'm sorry. No, I, I like Fire Emblem. It's basically anime chess. It sort of appeals to me in that respect. You know what I mean? It's, but no, it's good. It's, the storyline's a bit gash, and like you sort of have to put up with that and the characters and stuff. But I'm just in it for the gameplay, really. I like, I like turn-based. I don't know if Steve, you're older than us. You're so much older than us. Um, do you remember when you um, like? I got to an age in the last couple of years right. where I don't want the pressure of live action combat anymore okay. in my game so you want I like want the original be... final fantasies yeah i okay. want it to be turn-based i want yeah, to that's like, fine i want to stop and think about I it i love that shit before i act right. Do you know what i mean because like otherwise i've been working all day i get home i'm fucking knackered i don't want more pressure in my head i just want to take my time and chill and that's what fire emblem gives see, me. see you're you're coming now to my side and now you're probably understanding as you get older why i play easy games because that's the whole reason why i like to play easy games now because now it's just yeah mm-hmm. it's not to accomplish something like yeah it feels good doing something when it's on hard, but I don't want to take six hours to complete one small task when I can finish half the game in six hours, right? Exactly. 
we've worked up we've all worked our tits off all day we, exactly. we want to enjoy our evening yep i always put it on easy mode it's just there's no shame in it people no put it on easy no. mode just enjoy the story Thank you. No, I'm the exact. Okay, now I'm interested. So <clears throat> you said you used to drive forklift. I too used to drive a forklift back in my day. Now, how are the forklifts over there? Is it on the opposite as well, like cars? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So um, is yeah, it in no, the middle? We're right-handed. Well, it depends. No. 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 I, I had a bigger one with a passenger seat next to me. So would you need a passenger in a forklift? Just in case. I don't know, to sort of just show him the ropes or something. Oh, well, that's true. Like, maybe, I don't Walk know. Training. Dude, like, <laughs> if, you've never, if you've never taken a new girlfriend in a forklift, then you are missing out, my friend. That will, they, will be, they will be snail trailing back to that warehouse floor. <laughs> you see, I, know, I, I, know you've date, I know you've dated bigger girls, but I don't think you need a forklift or... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's sometimes I mean, just, just to get the legs up it's like all the assistants <laughs> <like>. <laughs> oh uh, my god but goodness. I was because um, I, I downloaded GoldenEye on, on Game Pass but I haven't played it yet does it does it hold up from a nostalgia standpoint god Steve what do you think don't ask me it? I don't have Xbox and I don't want it on the Switch I can't I, I, I was never a GoldenEye guy I I, I skipped the N64. I went straight to PlayStation during that era. So, like, ah, N64, GameCube, no, I came back once the Wii came, and then now I have to switch, obviously, because I think that's the greatest system they've ever put out. But it's, you know, I, I skipped all that. So, even like uh, Mario 3D, I can't play that game. Like, to me, the camera, like, the controls, everything is just, I'm, I was so frustrated the whole time playing that game. That's the only wow. Mario I've never cleared out of all of them, pretty much on a home console. Okay. Well, Goldeneye, if you get Goldeneye on the Switch, um, Google um, controller remapping because the, the controls for the Switch on Goldeneye are fucking shit. Really? But Why? you can... They're just, they've just been terribly done. They're not modern at all because okay. if you think what an N64 controller was like and you'll naturally want to do things that won't work. But if you Google controller remapping, it'll tell you how to change the controller. You can save a preset on your controller oh. on the Switch just for GoldenEye, and it tells you what to change, and then it feels like a modern first-person shooter, and it's actually really fun. I'm about halfway through it now. It's great. I'm loving it. So is there any upgrades to it? Is the graphics better, or is it just straight? Just It feels like a straight port, to be honest. Oh, okay. No no upgrades at all, but I'm okay with that. I I like, I sort of like shitty old games, you know? Yeah, but again, not that era. Like, even myself, I can't even go back to PlayStation 1, because everything was just so blocky. Like, those graphics, like, remember the old wrestling game, like that Raw game where we're like, oh my gosh, so cold looks like him. Now you look at it, it's literally Lego pieces, and it's like, we thought this was real. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, I've got, I've got them here. I know it's not like for benefit of the, um, no one can yeah. see this, but I've got all the PlayStation 1 games here still. I oh play them quite a lot. That's but crazy. oddly, it's like the 2D platformers that have aged better, isn't it? Yes, it's like, that's what I'm saying. make games like that. So like, your AIDS Odysseys, your original Rayman, things like that, yeah. like still feel good because they're 2D and they sort of flow nicely. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Okay, boys, let's get into wrestling. Let's talk about the Rumble. You're actually excited for once, Jesse. I enjoyed it. Max, I don't know your thoughts. I'm sure we'll get through it, but let's start. Let's, there's five matches or four matches, so let's pretty much go in order quickly and just... Yeah, hang on. We normally, we normally have a talk before we start recording about like what we're actually going to do. 
well, that's why I like the Royal Rumble. It's short. Was it two Royal Rumbles and I think three matches in between, or two matches in between, and then the main event? It, so it didn't feel long. It nope. was so. It was so good how it didn't feel long. I didn't feel bored at any point. That's fucking amazing. I haven't felt like that since two thousand and three. Oh shit! It's a good compliment. It's a good compliment. So okay, let's start off with the men's rumble. They, this is how they kicked off the show, and great, great way to kick it off. And l- like how you said, you haven't felt the way you felt, Jesse. My thoughts quickly right off the bat is. I'm still so happy Triple H is in charge of creative because you saw it in this rumble. This was a Triple H produced yeah. fucking rumble. Like intertwined storylines, started new storylines, just like how the rumble used to be back in the, they even fucking brought back, I know it wasn't in the ball, but they still got to choose their numbers on like the pre-show or on YouTube or something beforehand. Like all this shit is, has to be like the doing of Triple H, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, he's, he's smashing it. He's doing such a good job. And I have to be honest, I haven't watched any WWE properly. Okay. Uh, fucking hell since Wrestlemania probably oh, last shit. Wrestlemania um, until now this Royal Rumble and maybe, I, I obviously no we haven't even done WWE shows for this have we it's no we've been doing AEW I haven't, I haven't had to recap anything so no. yeah it probably was Wrestlemania it was yeah um, and <clears throat> yeah I thought just it felt fresh that you know my gripe we've talked about it on this podcast before the camera angles and the how quick they change the camera yep. has all that, that, has that makes WM watchable for me it has stopped it's fucking brilliant mm-hmm. it makes such difference I don't care how shit your storylines are I don't care how bad <laughs> wrestling is as long as you're not making me fucking dizzy with That's the camera true. I'll watch any old shit you throw my way son and like I will enjoy it uh, but yeah this first one but I thought it was I thought it was good, Max. You weren't too, you weren't as impressed with the men's rumble, were you? Oh. I thought no. Okay. I thought I had a good yeah. Place. I'll, I'll be the negative Jesse for for once in this one. Scottish slur. I mean, it, it was it was good. It was it was fine in terms of the Royal Rumble itself. I think for me, it was just the same as Jesse. I've not kept up to date with. WWE. Uh, I watched the Bloodline storylines on YouTube because uh, the Bloodline okay. stuff has been fascinating to watch. Right. Like that's like peak TV, which we'll get to. Um, but the the Royal Rumble itself, it's Cody announcing that he's coming back was an automatic like Cody's winning this. Like I, I didn't buy into any of the rumors of The Rock being there or Sammy being in it. Like or none Austin of that. Even. It was just yeah, Austin didn't buy into any of that kind of stuff happening. Um, but it was just like. I know Cody's coming back. I know he's going to win. And the fact he came in at number 30 and you were just waiting for him to come out, I was just a bit bored and, like, I don't really? know. Also, yeah, one, one thing that's kind of changed for me quite a bit is just entrance music used to be such a big thing in Royal Rumbles. I know. Like, entrance music used to hit so hard. And now I have to wait, because the Titan Tron doesn't even tell me anything anymore. I have to wait for the person to come out. And I go, oh, okay, it's that person. The, the music kind of takes away that excitement. Uh, I thought there was some cool moments in there. I thought the Brock stint was good, just having Brock in there, like, right? briefly. I really enjoyed that, but, especially when he yeah. fucking destroyed Corbin. I was laughing my ass off. I loved it. So was that, just to be clear, sorry, because I'm so fucking yeah. out of touch. So, um, so the, the whole Brock Lesnar thing was not... That was a complete surprise to everyone, was it? The, oh, the no, 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 no. He announced it. He, he showed up on SmackDown and gave Lashley a beating. Oh right, okay. So yeah. sorry, I thought I thought maybe it was just like a no. Actually, the only surprise during this was Booker T. That's it. T. Everyone else, it was like these guys are all active. Mm, yeah, that, I think that was it. Uh, Gunter and Sheamus put in like that was one awesome. hell of a performance. Drew McIntyre, like the, those three big dudes 
were just a staple throughout, and I fucking loved it. The Bang Bros. Uh, the, the one thing I wish the, the Women's Rumble did this great of bringing in NXT girls. And yeah. Like, I thought it was a lot more better done, and then I feel like there was just a couple of spots in the men's that was like, eh, I, I, I really don't care. Well, speaking of is. spots, what were some of your favorites? Because mine, right off the bat, I got two of them. It would be obviously R- R- Ricochet and Logan doing that crazy fucking cross thing. <laughs> Because I, I was just dying. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I could watch this over and over. Jesse, Jesse has not stopped talking about this for three days now. Are you kidding me? What, is this your favorite thing of all time? It's, but, but it's my favorite thing of all time because I hate it. Yeah. It, makes, it makes no sense. I know. Why did it happen? Like, it was just like... It was like, okay, they're both on the outside of the room. They both look at each other, and they're almost like, sort of, they're nodding at each other like, yeah, so let's springboard and just hit each other. And that's all they did. It doesn't benefit anyone. There's no logic. They didn't even, they didn't even clothesline. It was like they were both no. running the ropes I know. And into each other. Yeah. Like, well, and I said something to Max, Steve, are you a Simpsons fan? Of course. Do you remember when um, Rod and Todd, Flanders' sons, are on the trampoline? Yes, yes, yes! Catch me, Lord, catch me! (laughs) Yes, of course! Oh, that's hilarious. It didn't make sense, but it was still cool to see, because fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was was the same way. It was a good spot, and Logan Paul, full credit to the guy, do you know what I mean? I didn't hate it, but I I did laugh, like, and I was like, oh, I could watch it, It it's like a car crash i'm like did he try to go for both cross bodies were he trying to do a clothesline like are they trying to eliminate each other like or is this like a long jump contest like it was just so like it it was like i don't know if anticlimactic's the right word but there was such a build-up to sort of them look at each other and ready to springboard you were like you almost felt like some sort of mental Spanish fly would happen in the middle of the room. Right? You know what I mean? That like, would have been like, crazy. It was hyped up. It was like, oh, fuck, something crazy is going to happen. But no, just... <laughs> it's <boom. laughs> you fell straight down. <laughs> and even the way they fell straight down, it was like, boom, so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it, but it really made me laugh, and I remember it. So I suppose it's a good story in that regard. It's the way commentary sold it, like mankind being thrown off the cell as well. Like oh my god, McAfee lose this absolute shit about it. <laughs> it was just like amazing. Well, speaking um, of springs uh, stuff too, Logan Paul's buckshot looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you better than punks. <laughs> I, I, yeah, very true. I, I love when Mac, um, when um, Logan Paul comes out and everyone's just like, "What's this poser doing here?" and they're booing, and then he wrestles for thirty seconds, and everyone just shuts up and goes like, "Okay." He's really good. He's not bad. He's not. He bad. is really good uh, in what he does. So I'm excited to see more of what he does. I, I for me, I loved Cody coming back. Number thirty. I'm a big, big Cody Mark. Which is you don't think he should have gone the whole gambit and went one to thirty instead gone. of having yeah, Gunther in I, there breaking that record now. Kudos to Gunther though. Yeah, I, Man's on a roll. I, they've done it a couple of times with the Mendo. That's going to look like Edge did it what two years ago, where he went from one to thirty. Yeah, um, and that. Well, it needs to be so special because the more people do it, I mean, technically only Shawn Michaels has done it if we look at like yeah, of course. things that shall not be named. But uh, I always beat you to a reference, Jesse. That's a rarity. <laughs> and then, but I think Cody should have come out at like a cursed spot, like number 14, where no one's ever won from or 13 or just something like that right? to, to give a bit. Yeah. And also I didn't like that they announced him coming back like, they even if he was coming back at 30, just do the pop. 
due to John Cena coming back at 30 at Madison Square That's what was missing in the men's rumble, was that pop for someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only complaint, probably. That's what they should have done. But I will say that by doing something like having Walter go from number one to the end and then being a limit, like that is Triple H booking as well, I think, because I think he... But is it though? Because the last few rumbles, I always find it's one, two, or three that always are in the final four. After, like I'm like even in the women's rumble again this year, like Rhea win from one to to last, like and it's like I find like recently that's what's the storyline in the rumbles. If you're one or two, you already know you're going to the end because they want that one person to have that. Oh my god, that person's been in here thirty five minutes. But this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there is that, but also, but that's good, right? Because you're putting someone over without giving them the win. So I guess, but not every you're maximizing, year. You're maximizing box office potential because you, you've got a winner. You've got a number one who went all the way to the end. You've got people who got their shit in in the middle. See, you're this making, year's it worked. stars all the way through. No, I agree. I this like year it worked. With, and, and again, it doesn't always work, but with Walter, sorry, with Gunther, it has worked. Right? And, and that's what um, I'm saying. Because it was Gunther and because he was fresh in some people's eyes, it worked. But I didn't want to see another like Rey Mysterio or another, like like someone who was, or even like Seth Rollins go from one to last. Like that. Exactly, yeah, right? Like, Banks did it as well, I think, one year as well. She went a very Like, if you're already established, you shouldn't be running the gauntlet because you have nothing to prove. Or even throwing out the most people. It should either be the monsters throwing out all the people or s- someone else who, like you said, needs to g- get that rub, so to speak, from the Rumble. Rey Mysterio, by the way, you just mentioned him. Yeah. How fucking bad do you feel for him as a Royal Rumble winner? Because he came in at number two when he won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. There's no difference between number two and There's number no. one. No. And yet he's never, like, he's not part of that number one thing just because his entries easy didn't play first. It doesn't make any fucking yeah. difference. No, it doesn't. Well, they've taken his, his record away from him as well um, because he, oh, yeah, he was the uh, longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of ten minutes. But also, Rey Mysterio is the rightful challenger for Roman Reigns because not only was he taken out and never made it into oh, the ring, when, when Cody exited the ring, he did it over the top rope. So this is Curtis Axel. Style. I was just going to say that. It's Curtis about. Axel yeah, all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Axel Mania. Let's better. do it. <laughs> yeah. But better because Cody actually eliminated himself, whereas the previous went through the middle rope. So that one is still going on, but this one, definitely Ray has won. Yeah. That's well, good. speaking of Mysterios, what do you think of his son, Dominic? <laughs> oh, my God. I adore, because Dom was such a <laughs> wet blanket of, like, useless. Like, why At first, yes. I know. I agree. Like, Absolutely, his gear was terrible, and now yeah. this whole mommy in prison. Right, <laughs> it's so good. It is. They've again, like, yeah, he the the guy hasn't got much natural charisma or anything like that. But it doesn't matter because if you like build the build the scenario around him, it becomes really funny, and that's exactly what they've done, and that's where. They failed so many times in the past. Do you remember mm. when David Flair tried to be a wrestler in WCW? Of course. And it just didn't work because the kid had no charisma. He's no less talented than um, the Dominic Mysterio, in my opinion. Well, it's not just... now. At first, yes, but I I see him progressing and being better. Where as Flair, I didn't see anything. He was always the same his whole career, which was like two or three years, whatever it was. 
but it did yeah it did last a while didn't it? no i don't think it was two or three years that feels like too long maybe it was right? just like a year no because he even won the u.s title i think he had a run with the u.s title in wcw as well so was it really that long yeah man i'm telling you Fucking hell. because scary. nwo lasted two or three years and it was around that era yeah maybe you're right right i mean but Dom has really gone into that character, though. I mean, you that, say he hasn't got saying. charisma, but they've they've lent into that limited charisma to make him the kid that you'd want to beat up in school but can't because all of his big mates around him. Like, they played his strength. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Take look, what you are and dial it to 11. Look at Roman Reigns, right? How many years were we all going, why the fuck is, are they pushing Roman Reigns as this next big star? We all hate him. He's getting booed all the time. And it's because they were trying to... Um, they were trying to make him something he wasn't. They were forcing it. He, he wasn't good at it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now they've let him just be who he naturally is, and he's over as fuck. Oh my god! Fucking love you know it. what's going to happen when he eventually turns face again? Holy shit! That yeah, 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 that yeah. crowd's going to go gonna nuts. Run. Stone Cold Steve Austin always said it, didn't he? It was like, "This is who I am." Just turned up to a hundred. That's right. all you need to do with any main event star. Take their actual personality and turn it up to 100. Don't try and make them be someone they're not. The only other things that I did not like about the men's rubble was, again, minor stuff, but Cross getting eliminated so quickly, I, I don't understand that psychology whatsoever because they've been pushing him to the moon and now all of a sudden, it almost seemed like he was going to challenge Roman Reigns when he first came back again. And then all of a sudden, that fizzled out, then he fought with McIntyre and now Mysterio and then this. So I, I didn't understand that. And I feel so bad for Kofi. Oh, I so wanted to see what he had in store. Oh, man. Right? I know. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, what a fucking... And again, I, I, it hit, um, poor old Michael Cole trying to keep it alive. I know. Well. That was like, good. His foot hasn't touched the <laughs> sh- His foot's still in the air. He's still kicking his leg like he's getting fucked. And, and like, then it was Corey or Pat going like, no, nah, no, nah, he's out. He's <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Oh, I, I think it, from what I saw, it was like, yeah. But I think to call an audible when all that stuff is going on, it's a bit like let's let's just keep him out. I think what happened was Xavier didn't get in position enough to hold a chair because Xavier was meant to like hold yeah, the chair for Orlando, but he was he was down. So it's a shame. Two years in a row, maybe maybe we end the Kofi spot now. See, but but they couldn't meet up with it because they had an, a guy a guy who's just as athletic, in my opinion, if not more, in Montez Ford, and there was another wasted spot with him where he could have done that crazy over the top rope shit too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, got eliminated very quickly. Yeah, that's another but, um, one. I was his, very surprised. I thought they were going to shoot him to the got, moon, but I guess not. Yeah, his tag team partner got a lot more. So, but yeah, I, I thought it was good. It was fine. I, it was just. Very predictable ending, yeah. and you were waiting for that ending to the sure. last bit. So it was like, okay, um, but happy with the outcome. I'm happy. Happy Cody is the winner. Yeah, and yeah. And, and we'll get into the whole heavyweight world or universal title picture. Because who did just up? before we move on? Um, yeah, who did you all? If we're being honest, who yeah. did you all predict would win the rumble? Well, if you guys remember when we last talked, I said Karrion Cross because I thought he was going to be shot to the moon by now, so I was totally off. Right. But leading up towards the Rumble, my final four, honestly, was Brock, um, uh, Theory, Cody, and um, I can't remember the last one. It was someone else too there. I, I, I don't remember. But we'll say those would be my final three. Matt? Yeah, my, my final, uh, Cody, McIntyre, Austin Theory, and maybe Bobby Lashley. Uh, mm. But I thought, yeah, Cody was going to go all the way from from hell in the cell i thought he was gonna do it 
I was convinced Sammy was going to win it, man. I oh, was, that was at my other Final Four, yes, because I thought I was, he was going to enter the Rumble. Yes, there it is. I thought four I was, was going to be Sammy. I was amazed he wasn't in it. I was watching it, expecting, because, again, again, I have me keeping up with stuff. I knew, I know about the Sammy Bloodline storyline and stuff, right. and I thought, and I thought, oh, okay, so he's going to be in the Rumble, and he's going to kind of win the Rumble almost by thought. accident. You know what I mean? And that's going to create the tension in the Bloodline, but obviously it's yeah. gone a different way now. Well, yeah, because... That was my thought too. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, then Sammy's not in it. They're not going to dissolve the bloodline. And again, mastery, because I'm sure I wasn't the only one thinking that. So again, once we get to the main event, it explains why he wasn't in the Rumble. But on to the next match. So, Pitch Black, Light, whatever the fuck it's called by Mountain Dew. My goodness. Fucking hell. Very short. Times, I love Bray Wyatt so much. I've always loved Bray Wyatt. I think I've everybody has. Said He's a fucking yeah. He's a stunning performer. He like what a character actor. Like he could he could walk into any fucking like entertainment role in theater, in film, whatever. And he's chosen wrestling for some reason. And right, fuck me. Like what a talented dude. And yet, and he's and he came back, and it was like fuck yes, Bray's back, and now Triple H is in charge. It's going to be great. And he's putting this fucking luminous, weird fucking sponsor by Mountain Dew bullshit. What the fuck was that? Who the hell is LA Knight? (laughs) What do you mean? Eli Drake from former TNA world champion? Come on. He's a 45-year-old dude, and I'm just like... Steve's Steve's an impact mark. I forgot about this. No, 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 no. But honestly, if you were to see the work he's done over the years, and now even what he's done with with this character that he... uh, Fuck, the guy had no hope against Ray Wyatt. And a lot of people are talking about his performance... And leading up to all this, because he's been fantastic, I find he's he's great on the mic. He's he's a decent wrestler. Yeah, he's he's a little bit older and whatnot, but I I know what you mean though. It's because he came out of nowhere. He was, he's not really established yet, but it's a to me it's a perfect feeder to give to Bray and to Shine on LA Knight. Well, kind of, but was that Shine? Because it just felt like. Bray Wyatt just beat up well everyone knew he was going to take a beating No, I don't give a fuck what anyone says if you thought LA Knight was going to win that match then you're not a real wrestling fan I I don't give a fuck what anyone says so like everyone knew that but I think everyone put that aside and was like holy fuck this guy's doing a pretty good job and he could keep up on the mic with, with Bray Wyatt I, have, well, I, I well, didn't see any of the preamble, ah, so I don't know. Yeah. See, all all I've seen is that match, which is... Okay, like coming in like you, I understand then. Yeah, I would probably think that as well. Yeah, what's frustrating, I think, obviously this is Bray's first match back, and it's a gimmick match, and even when he was the Fiend, he was doing gimmick matches like the Fun House of Horrors or whatever it was, or the Hell in a Cell bathed in red lights, and all, all of these silly gimmicks that it's just... too much. It, it doesn't work for the character of Bray Wyatt. And, you know, we, we all know how much of an AEW mark I am, but there was so much discussion when Bray was talking about coming back to wrestling and everyone's like, thank God he didn't go to AEW because they wouldn't know what to do with him or all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, is WE any better? Like, they they put him into all these stupid little silly matches, take his creativity and just kind of flounder it. Whereas I think at least in AEW, he'd have that kind of open freedom. I just, I, I was baffled when i saw and this is another thing they don't even explain what the concept of the match is just the build-up for weeks is i'll see you in a pitch black match and everyone's like what the fuck is that is it a lights out match like is it hard hardcore what is it and then when it comes on and it's like you're tripping balls in a nightclub 
with these neon ro- I thought Trinity was coming back for a bit oh fuck like, <laughs> that's funny feel the glow <laughs> the they should have played that music yeah and then the Mountain Dew logo like it's a WCW I know right show oh. in the middle I know Bray Wyatt and all of his I know I hated it I hated every second of it really I thought he looked cool I admit like but everything else like even like the paper flying up in the air after that was glowing like I was like okay now now he's trying to get caught and it was a quick match like very quick I didn't think it was going to go that quick I think there was more after the match than the actual match and obviously Uncle Howdy flying off whatever I was like oh no I was (laughs) that's either Sting or Jeff Hardy back there (laughs) I That's mean, true. Stinking it as target, and then all the Firefly Funhouse people coming out. I mean, I watched Bray Wyatt when he came back, which was what two, three months ago now, four months ago. Yeah, it's been a long Something time. Like that, yeah. yeah, and then this is the second time I've seen him, and there's no character development or change whatsoever between the two I saw, like none. And that's just surprising to me from knowing what Bray does. It's kind of weird because he's playing sort of himself while talking to himself and he's being delusional where he doesn't really, he acknowledges like Uncle Howdy and all that, but he thinks like they're good or again, it's so I'm sure it's all going to pan out. And I, I just like that. This is another reincarnation of himself. Technically he had the Roman numeral six. So this is his sixth character that he's come up with and he's dubbed it. I'm sure it's an ode to Harper, Uncle Harper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, fantastic. Like, so now he's called Uncle yeah. Harper with that mask at the end that looked like, like, I don't know what, like a skull and bones, I guess. Like, once he changed and his eyes were all red. So that's now called Uncle Harper. That's the character's name. So now, is he going to be this guy moving forward? Is he still going to talk to himself? Like, de- dealing just, with I his demons? I don't know. And Alexa Bliss, we're going to get into it the next match, too. So, yeah, I just think it's way too complicated for a WWE audience. Like, like not see that, and I think attention yes, I think I they're mean, losing. Like, yeah, it's too slow. It's way too slow. Like, I love a slow build storyline, but like, pff, I Jesus. know it's going to be fantastic. But I agree, it is a very slow build, and I see a lot of people already falling out. And you see it online, people saying, "Okay, get to the point." Like, what is this? Like, even your guys' opinions are valid, right? Well, the way I see it, that they need to stop putting Bray Wyatt in gimmick matches because that's not. I know. That's that stops him being scary when, like Max said, you know, when he's in the Hell in a Cell with Red against Seth Rollins or this Mountain Dew with the fucking crazy Naomi colors or whatever. Like it's doesn't like that stops him being scary. That's the biggest trope of a horror film: is you insert something terrifying in a normal situation. That's what makes things scary. As soon as you make it surreal. It's not scary anymore because you're in a different world. Bray Wyatt was at his best when he was having regular wrestling matches with regular wrestlers. But because he was so weird and getting in their head and doing the crab, the backwards crab and all that stuff, like that is what fucked up the other wrestlers and what made him so interesting because this is a horror character in a real world. When you're putting him in these gimmick matches, he's no longer in a real world and so you can detach from that and it's not scary no more sort of all the characters he's played what are your guys favorites um I've, i think Colt, i think jesse's right for me it was kind of cult leader bray at the start yeah. me too was, uh, walking backwards and and because he had a crew yeah. with them and you knew who they were and they were real so it's not like a figment of his imagination or something i don't want to believe in magic i want to 
think that this man yeah, is basically Charles Manson. Do you know Thank what you. I mean? Yes. He has, yes, he has yes. built a cult yes. just based on his fucking personality. And that and, is scary. And that's, and yeah, that's, I believe in it that's the scary thing because, you know, the scariest horror movies are the ones of like just real dudes doing stuff. And you always picture Bray Wyatt in his backward ass swamp, like the first season of True Detective, <laughs> and it's just like right? these guys, and who knows what they're doing on like their compound. And I love, I, I wish they took it further, and he actually started recruiting more and more wrestlers into this cult, and then some babyface had to stop it. Like it was just so much easier and so much less complicated than it is. Okay, before we get on to the next match for the Raw Women's Championship, this is gonna, I know Jesse's gonna get pissed, but I was happy to see McAfee back. I missed his commentary. Yeah, me too. Especially during this match. His line where he said something like, I'm glad my pants are washed because of the blue light. Oh my God. Fantastic. Like, <laughs> those are gems. He's so good. He's so funny. Look he's at Jesse. He's, he's, man, so Jesse. he's about to I throw up. I don't get it. I'm very <laughs> sorry. I wish, clearly, look, I'm not arguing with you. Okay, clearly, sure. there's, a de- there's a deficiency in me that doesn't get him. And I apologize for that. I, I have a theory. Okay. Pat, Pat McAfee is the WWE current product in human form. The lights are too bright. It's really loud. Oh my it's God. in your face. That's and that's funny. like everything Jesse hates. Yeah. And he's no, I think WWE in right. human form. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might be right. And I don't, I just don't get it. Maybe he's for the kids, but... But you two aren't kids, and you seem to like him. Yeah, because like and I said, every once in a while you throw... So do you enjoy Graves better than McAfee then? Corey Graves? Yeah. Um, See? I, yeah, no, actually, I do. I do. No, I do enjoy Corey Graves better than Pat Mac- McAfee. 100% I do. I think, I think Corey Graves has subtlety... And he has nuance with things he says. And Yeah, no, I, I don't deny it. I think these three were fantastic together. I just love... They were fine. It's I fun. want someone to look at me the way Michael Cole looks at Pat McAfee. Right? Like, that's all I want in life. Fuck, that's love. That relationship, man. It is <laughs> one of a kind. Okay, I don't want to touch too long on this match because I think it was the worst one of the night. And I don't... Pff, like and both of them could go. I don't understand why this was on the pay per view. To be honest, other than having the whole again Uncle Howdy appear at the end, but other than that, I don't know. Like to me, it was it felt like a raw match. Horrendous, right? horrendous, right? Yeah. So, Uncle, by the way, Uncle Howdy is Bo Dallas, right? Well, that's what everyone's assuming at this point. Yes, it, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, it's so we we all know that you can even you can see in his facial structure and stuff. It is Bo Dallas. So and and I, also, I, he's so little, and it just doesn't work for Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy's not scary because he's like five foot two. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to reveal Uncle Howdy as Bo Dallas, or if this is just Bo Dallas's new job. I don't know. I the, think no one knows at this I, point, right? I imagine. Well, the, for how slow the storylines go, and maybe it will be next WrestleMania, but Bo Dallas versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania would be interesting. Sure. I. I do respect and appreciate Bray keeping his brother, like, in work. Do you know what I mean? It's, and I love I Bo Dallas. And it's, I would. <laughs> no, did you remember NXT, Bo Dallas? Now, I do, yes. Yeah. NXT champion, baby. 
those days, the golden days of NXT. Well, speaking of NXT, a lot of NXT entrants. You talked about this in the Women's Royal Rumble, which was up next, which was good because I I like it. Not too many of the old school came back either. I think, who was it? It was just Michelle McCool, I think. Oh, God. Right? When will she die? Well, again, it's the Undertaker rub, right? But other oh, than I, that, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind that coming from the crowd spot. Though. It I was different. Hey, like, she was, was quite nice. She's got the yeah, record, yeah, yeah. the she, only wrestler to le- be in the Rumble with us. Her children unattended <laughs> in Texas. Did Man. you see the state of her? I would have done as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how quickly we move past like. Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Like anyway, onto the women. It Rumble. wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't a great. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. For, for me, the highlight of the this one was first of all the finish. We'll talk about the finish in a sec. I thought that was just so inventive and really yeah, well done. Good. It might it might be my favorite finish to any Rumble ever. Oh no, I, I still think Lex Luger and Bret Hart was one of my favorites. I think and I, I'm with you, Steve. But I feel like this women's Rumble finish might have okay. just about topped it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. it was. That's fair. Yeah, I loved that they because they gave the title. I saw a couple months back to Sweaty Liv and her. I love that she always <laughs> looks like she's coming from a rave, like she's tripping off MDMA oh, and she's sweaty and she smells of Red Bull and she's got like a oh, lollipop in her hair. She looks that's so what salty, I love about her. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. Jesse's favorite that type is, of woman. Ah, oh, that is a salt lick. I would want to. <laughs> Oh god. Like, oh honestly. God. But she's and, and I love that she hasn't just gone from an ex champion back into obscure obscurity. Yeah. Just like she is obscure. Triple H just I, that wasn't a word. I fucking <laughs> ignore acknowledge. Uh he's Canadian, he doesn't know. And then um I don't know nothing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad that she was kind of in that spot. But what I loved was seeing all these NXT people come in. Roxanne is amazing. I've never right? seen her before. Oh, no, she's you've never incredible. seen her? Okay. She used no. to be a former Ring of Honor women's champ. That's where they plucked her from. She's so, yeah, she's so good. Um, and the one, Giant Gonzalez's sister. Oh, my God. Rachel Ra- Gonzalez. No, yeah. Ra- Raquel. <laughs> that one, Raquel Gonzalez, the English. Rodriguez, Raquel. man, get it right. Rodriguez, whatever. First time I've said that, I'm not meant to remember. But she is amazing. Yeah, she's, she's like. Tall and strong and big like, mommy yeah, cool great. as as they know big, as she's known as. I love that. Right? I love that. Big fan of hers. No, it was great. Like who else was who showed Oh Zoe Stark, she had an impressive showing. She's right? Yeah, she's incredible. She could go. I can't I wait can. until she gets called up permanently. Yeah, they said on the announce team that Shawn Michaels has kind of taken a shine to her and has been training her. And you can kind of see in her movements just she's very very fluid and knows where she needs to be at any moment. So yeah, I like her. How Not a fan of the name, but well, yeah, well, they can always change that. You know how WWE is, right? Yeah. How about the returning Nia Jax? Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh man, right. Me and Max have different opinions on this. Okay, okay. Right? So, Steve, so Steve, how do you feel about Nia Jax? First of all, it depends what they do with her. Uh, now that obviously we're going to talk about it next the bloodline is sort of dissolving she's not going to join i i don't think but if they were to bring her in and put her right into the bloodline fantastic have her do like some background stuff wrestle here and there be like a bodyguard like uh, how a uh, thing is uh, solo is right why not but i don't know i her in ring i'm not a fan of only for the fact that obviously all the stories coming out that you know she's hurting people and she can't do stuff properly but if she could go and they put her in a good storyline to me 
Different looking women I love because it's not cookie cutter shit. Like Piper Nevin, I'm a huge fan of as well. Just because they're different and they bring something else to the table that we haven't seen. So Max, yes, first of all, the biggest moment of a Royal Rumble is the countdown clock number 30. <laughs> How the hell do you, you've had, not only have you had 29 Yeah, that was pretty fucked up, right? So not only have you had 29 attempts before this, there was another Royal Rumble where you had 30 attempts. So in total, you had 59 attempts of putting this clock up and pressing but the play button. That, but not only that, by the way, we've had every Royal Rumble that has ever fucking happened. 34 never, years. I've never seen, I've never seen that mistake happened in my life oh my god everyone's like it, it made for a shock because everyone went where the fuck is now jack's music playing <laughs> well that's what i thought i'm like did they play the wrong fucking track like what's going on it is, here it is a fucking banger though right say what you want about nia jack i'm not like those girls it's such a tune and like, it's perfect for her of course that's such a beat behind it. That's such a. I mean, I just, I think I watch too much Total Divas, and I just hate Nia Jax as a person. She's bad in the oh, ring. She's this, yeah. lazy. She's. Oh, I just hate everything about her. And when she's coming back, like this is my ring, bitch. I'm back, bitch. I'll fight you, bitch. I know. Uh, yeah, like, that threw oh, me a bit God. off. Yeah. I was so happy when they fired her. For a COVID denying whatever she was doing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. She was a bit of an anti-vaxxer, wasn't she? She's, yeah, she's got all kinds of stuff. I forgot about that. It. No, I forgot about that. But so that aside, yeah. Um, I enjoyed her coming back, okay. and I enjoyed how angry it made people like Max because, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> awesome. Because, like, you sort of need you sort of need characters like that in wrestling. I think that the Smarks hate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I know. And, and Nia Jax knows that. She knows who she is, and she knows like that. That smart wrestling fans think that she's dangerous, think that she's going to hurt everyone, that she's lazy, whatever. And you need that. And then Max, me and Max were messaging after the Rumble, and Max said, "Well, it's not a big giant return because there were like bigger people than her in the Rumble at the time, like Piper Niven or whatever, like Viper." And yeah, there was four or five girls that were like, "No, there was taller or bigger." Yeah, but they weren't heels. They didn't have this heel sort that's of true. power that Nia Jax does, and that's the important thing. And we need someone like that in. Uh, in the women's division, but just in wrestling, right? Like, if, no, of if you're if you ha- if you're running a wrestling federation, you need a character like that. It was Big Show for a long time, and you know, like, just someone who, just a big character that can get other people over, and that's what Nia Jax is, and that's why she's important and needs to be in somewhere like WWE, in my opinion. No, that's a fair point. And other women that came back was Chelsea Green, fantastic. Comes in, breaks the record for fastest woman eliminated. And I think it was Corey Graves, if I'm not mistaken, said something like, oh, she wasn't even in long enough for me to make fun of her husband. Stuff like that, again. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, give me more of that shit. And obviously, to me, that we haven't even touched on, which I'm surprised because you guys are such Japanese fans, Asuka coming back under her old gimmick. Oh, man, that was so good. My dick was so confused. (laughs) Of course it was. Of course, man. Like I, I've always had a massive thing for Asuka, and seeing that, and I know about Akana stuff from like back in the day. And but when she actually revealed it, it was like, ah, oh, I 
it felt good. It did feel good. Strange, but good. Well, again, speaking of what WWE does with these sort of killer characters, she got the Bray Wyatt effect almost. Like, they made her like a dancing fool who was always happy when she literally came from the world of being a killer. And, like, it's like, they, whatever, neutered or spayed, whatever it is for female, right away, as as soon as she got there. It was like, fuck. Yeah. So you finally get to see now the original Asuka that we're meant to see. Yeah, she was killer in NXT as, like, the Asuka that we know, but yeah, long as she spent on the main roster, you're right. She was just a dancing clown, and just that viciousness to come back. Yes, because um, there was a bit where she kicks on you, the villain, the head, like, properly takes her out. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for her to be back and to be in storylines and the, you know say what you want about WWE, but their women's division is just next is. to none. It, it is. is the most entertaining thing of the show. Really, it's so good. I said to Max um, when after I watched this, and I don't know if this is going to sound like like inappropriate or whatever, but I oh. feel like for, you said you'd salt long- lick a woman. How was how was this? <laughs> Here we go. But it's no, 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 no. It's not even that bad. It's not as bad as salt licking a woman. Okay, okay. Good. I just, I just said. To, I, all I said to Max was, I feel like since the women's revolution and all that stuff, right. and we've become more accepting of women's wrestling. I feel like us as wrestling fans, uh, the good wrestling fans, which I know all three of us are, uh, <laughs> we've been maybe we've sort of given slightly more leeway to women's matches, or been slightly more forgiving of certain things. When women are wrestling, okay, but that's how I feel anyway. Sure, I, you, you might agree or not. I don't know, but watching this women's Royal Rumble this year it is the first time I have felt that I don't need to do that. That there is no leeway, there is no reason to sort of, sort of go, oh, that didn't quite work out. But oh, but they're girls, you know, we have to give them a pass. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. It yeah. was fucking brilliant. It they smashed it. And they and it was a better rumble than the men's rumble. And yeah, they, I agree too. It, it was incredible. They every woman was stunning in this. And why shouldn't they be? Which is sort of the point from before, you know. But this is the first time that I haven't seen something where I've gone, oh, I'll let that slide. There was nothing like that. It was all brilliant. No, it was. I agree. Yeah. To me, this blew all the other rumbles that the women have done out of the water. Better than the men's this year for sure. Now it makes sense why the men started. Because, yeah, again, top to bottom, like you said, you don't have to make excuses because you're women, which you shouldn't. And it's sad that we still have to say that in today's world. But unfortunately, that is the truth, right? But it's like everything was perfect. All the NXT talent, like I said, the surprise, the returns, Asuka, this, that, the ending. At one point, there was a ton of women in the ring. I think it was the most ever at one point in in any of the women's rumble. And that was fantastic. So, yeah, it's top to bottom. Great showing for the women. Yeah, absolutely. Just very quickly on that ending when oh. all three on the outside, Rhea l- pretending to slip off, right? And then that was good. The timing of the mist, Asuka getting taken out didn't weaken her. It was just like you're no, on the of outside. course not. Like n- no three of them were weakened by elimination. No. No. And then for Rhea to They're skin made stronger. the cat, all three of them are made stronger. I think so. Yeah, and it was just like they played to Rhea's strengths to skin the cat. Catch Liv, she wasn't going to escape from someone as strong as Rhea. And then to take that bump after wrestling what must have been close to an hour, to take that bump right? to the outside was just like fair fucking play. No, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Top See, to bottom. That, that, that Salt Lake absolutely smashed it. And also, and, but, 
but but Rhea Ripley, man, like Rhea Ripley might be my new favorite women's wrestler of all time. She Ooh, just mm-hmm. she's good. She is. I haven't. I I've never. I've never seen her fuck up. I've never seen her misstep. You know, she's just That's a good call. She's great. Yeah. She's there's nothing. There's nothing I've ever seen Rhea Ripley do that hasn't looked good. No, it's true. Everything, even her mic skills, her nuances in the ring, her storytelling, the way she presents herself, like she owns it, like everything. Like you could tell, like, again, speaking, going back to Austin, ramped up. This is who she is in real life, just ramped up in the ring. You know, you know what I mean? And it's perfect because you see how comfortable people are in their own skin and it makes for better storytelling, better for TV, better all the way around. And speaking of good storytelling and TV, leads us into right... (laughs) The main event. You're such you're such a professional, Steve. Thank you. Know, you, thank I, you. I, love, I love the thank way you, you segue. Thank you. Thank you. It, it keeps us in line. line. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're lucky you're not salty. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> but yes, the main event. We don't need to really touch on the match itself. It was okay match. We've seen a bunch of Reigns and Owens matches in the past. Same thing. We all knew Reigns was gonna win. Owens took a beating. Great. It's what happened after the match that oh my god. This is like I don't know, man. I think this is probably the best storyline of all time, believe it or not, in my opinion. I I agree. I mean, this already, this is a moment that is going to go down as a classic that's going to be replayed in packages again and again. I I have watched it probably in double digits now because the pop and the callback to the shield and Jimmy and Jay, it is just all everything. Perfection storytelling. It was beautiful. It was like the Attitude Era when storylines would intermingle and then you'd get like a sort of big payoff at the end and it's like, oh my God, this is what wrestling I think has been missing. But it's also like not, again, we were saying like Bray Wyatt, stagnant, feels like the same old stuff, let's reset it and try it again. This storyline has been going on since the pandemic era of WWE started with Roman and Jimmy or Roman and Jay. Jay. With the Hell in a Cell and him like not not bowing down to the tribal chief and then doing it to save his brother. Like this has been going on for so long. You introduce Paul Heyman into the mix, then you introduce Sami Zayn, and then you have Solo. Like this has been going on for two years. Right. But they've just built it and built it and built it and built it to that absolute perfect crescendo of a storyline. To the point, I mean Jesse spoke about this. Mm. Very excited for Cody to win. But I really don't want Sammy just to get pushed aside at the Elimination Chamber to the end of storyline. This is like that's what's gonna WrestleMania main event level. See, you know what I think ends up happening? Honestly, it's going to turn. It has to turn into either he defends the belt twice or a three-way main event because it is tonight. So Reigns could wrestle night one for the Universal and then like split the titles that way, sort of thing, to have uh, Sammy have his rematch because. Obviously, Sammy cannot take the titles off Reigns at Elimination Chamber because Sammy versus Cody, like, yeah, it's going to be a great match in ring, but the story, there's nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys watched Raw, Roman but Cody Sam- came out. Roman Sammy is mania. No, but see, but on Raw, yeah. Cody came out and was already teasing that you're not the only bloodline in professional wrestling. There is the Rhodes as well and playing all that up, you know what I mean? So now there's sort of like a story involved, whereas I Sammy and so, Cody would be so cold. Bad. I feel so bad for, like, Cody Rhodes that this has all been so mapped out for him, right? Obviously, he when he came back to WWE, he would have signed a contract that stipulated certain things, like winning a Royal Rumble, winning the main I'm event sure. WrestleMania, yeah. things like that. There is no doubt in my mind that Cody Rhodes would not have come to WWE if that was not very clear. Yeah, yeah. But 
he's he's accidentally stumbled across like this natural storyline of Sami Zayn being so Sami Zayn, fuck me, Big what an over. actor! Like, jeezy, yeah, what? Like, but his facials, like, what an, what a everything, just his again the way he. Why the way he takes a bump, even when he goes all raggedy, doll, everything he does is like, he's oh amazing. my god, crazy, he's incredible! And he's been it for years. And you think back to NXT days when he sort of when he won the NXT title from Pack. Do you remember that? Of course. And like, yeah, and like, and how that whole storyline. they getting power bond by Kevin Owens when he showed up for the first time. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was Kevin Owens' first show in NXT. Yes. Um, debuting against um, CJ Park, Juice Robinson. There you go. And. It's like fuck, mate. Like, what? What a performer Sami Zayn is, and he deserves everything he gets. But he's not the WWE model. I don't know if that will change with Triple H or anything. But well, that's why they have to I, split the belts because that's the only way they're going to do it. Put one on Cody, put one on Sami, right? And there you go. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. But that, but that feel, it's a nice idea. But that feels like it cheapens both of their victories in a weird way because they both deserve a good. Someone's. Someone's going to lose out here. Either Sammy wins a title at Elimination Chamber, and then Roman has kind of lost his undefeatable mystique, which needs to be broken, or Sammy loses, and then Cody goes and wins, and then you've got like, yes, he's back, but let's classify Cody as one of the part-timers we used to hate who have been away, they come back, they're, yeah. they get given everything, where Sammy's been a workhorse and, and loses out. So I... I have every faith because they've done the storyline masterfully, but I really don't see a way out that benefits both Sammy, Cody, and Roman because I give I Roman his flowers as well. We were saying about it earlier. Roman is a guy yeah. who we all shit on, was not comfortable in his character, and now is this like sexy as fuck, exuding like machine in the ring, mm-hmm. and then. When he was pushing Sammy and the confidence to turn his back with the chair, right, and then the PTSD almost in his eyes when the chair hit, and a cheaper film would have flashed back to like <laughs> Seth Rollins doing it to really like drive oh, no. it home. I saw a great theory online where it's like um, ever since Dean Ambrose left WWE, both Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns have become unhinged and <laughs> insane people <laughs> that, since Dean has left. Um, but yeah, when Roman went down. Oh, it was just so good. Yeah, it was, it was good. Was deafening. I was having. I had to rewind because I was watching it live, and I fell asleep on my sofa. And mm. um, I got woken up by the pop of the oh, chair. And I was, saw Roman on the floor, and I had to like rewind to see what happened. And then even uh, after the was. whole Jay and Sammy storyline too, where Jay hated everything, wanted nothing to do with Sammy, to the point where he's willing to give up his spot in the bloodline and walk away. Obviously, there's still stuff involved there because you know the way he was treated when he first was brought in so who knows if he's just been stewing this whole time and this was the perfect opportunity to say no fuck you i'm out too it's great it's it's what fantasy booking here okay so jay has walked away right um he walked out the bloodline right can i sorry can i I I stop you no just one second max before you get into this um, and this is me again being out of touch. Who the fuck is this third Uso? It's Solo Sokoa. It's the, it's the third Uso, the younger brother of the Usos. Where's he? Has he been around for a while? He's been on the indie scene for about three years. He was signed to NXT last year. Actually, became the North American champion, and then they called him up. Okay, because I was 
I literally messaged Max and I was like, I feel like oh they might be a the Usos might be a Hydra. He was like, every time every time you like attack one, they just spawn another one. No, th- 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 this is the last Uso. There's no more. R- Rikishi didn't have more. I don't think. Well, I don't, I don't know. You that he knows that. Ass. <laughs> yes, he's suspicious. <laughs> Fantasy booking. Okay, go for it. Of how I don't know if this would work, but so Jay has walked out yeah. um, because he said he went for bat for Sammy in the tribunal, and he was like, "You're my brother. You're my Uso, and all like all this kind of stuff." So uh, elimination chamber have a tag match with. Sammy, Jay versus Jimmy and Roman as a tag match. Okay. And then Roman beats him and then has to focus on Cody, but Sammy just keeps coming and keeps coming. Cody gets maybe just turn it into a triple threat. Maybe it's a Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H situation where you just have these two people like Shawn and Triple H feuding like nobody's business, but we have a Royal Rumble winner that needs to slot in. And then Benoit just kind of gets in the middle of these two. And that's what Cody can be. Gets in the middle of these two feuding, and maybe we have a triple threat. It's it been a while, work. but it won't work in the same way, will it? Because when when Chris Benoit came in between Shawn Michaels and Triple H, it was it was a big feud. But Chris Benoit had his own following from SmackDown, and all, like he was like this workhorse that had never got his due and was ready to. It was Cody. Sort of, yeah, but and here's the other thing. It's not, who, who, the, it's not the same as Benoit. It who, doesn't feel the same as Benoit to me. And this Sami Zayn stuff is so organic. Yeah. And, and who, who would you give the title to? Wrong. Would you give it to Sammy or Cody? This, this, this is what I was just thinking. See? Yeah. Give it to Sammy. Well, you can give it to Sammy. I, I, See, I, look I, here. Here. I just thought of it. You give it to Sammy. Reigns goes away for a bit, so he doesn't need to feud with either Sammy or Cody. And then Cody becomes that bitter guy, and he turns because he's not getting his way again and play off what the sort of the, the wrestling fans are saying about him anyways, that he always gets what he wants. Look, he's now he came to WWE, he's in the main events again, he's getting 30, this, this, and that, and just make him like that sucky type of character. And then him and American Sammy yeah. go back and forth, and then they could even swap titles a couple of times. It's been a very long time since... There's been a short title reign. Why not? Give it to Sammy for a month. Give it to Cody for a month. Give it back to Sammy. And then Reigns comes back. Have another three-way. Who knows? You could stretch this for fucking months. I, I think short title reigns make sense. Because we've had Roman as champion for two years. Over two years now. That's three? Insanity. I think it's coming up on or something. Three years now. It's fucked three up, years. man. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it would work. But that might be the safest way. But... Who knows? But tons of possibilities. That's a good thing. Because it just, it makes you tune in and it makes you see where this is going to go on Friday night on SmackDown. Well, that's what I can't wait for because Rod was no mention of Reigns or the Bloodline. It was all just about Cody and and the women's world title. So Rhea challenged Charlotte. So that's the the, on the women's side for WrestleMania there. And obviously setting up the Elimination Chamber because now on the men's side, it's, they're fighting for the US title. So it's going to be Theory and a bunch of other guys in that cage. And I think on the woman's side, it's going to be the challenger will face probably Belair, if I'm not mistaken, the winner. I mean, probably. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm excited about Gunther, though. Yeah. Like, what are their plans for him, right? It well, it's easy. Like- it's Sheamus. Sheamus is going to win the IC title, then he becomes a Grand Slam champ at WrestleMania. Come on. Storytelling okay. at its finest, my friend. You know what? This is something I wanted to mention earlier, but I forgot, but I will just throw it in now. Go for it. Seeing Sheamus in the Royal Rumble and the love that the fans are giving Sheamus now. Oh, he deserves it now, yeah. 
Oh man, it's so good to see. You know why? Because he puts on banger after banger after banger. <laughs> totally. That's <laughs> see, Jesse doesn't get it because he doesn't watch it. That's what he says now when he comes out to the ring. He puts on banger after banger after banger. Oh, I know. <laughs> so this this, this banger bros. Is, this, the bank bros. Come this, on, I was man. Say, this is a, this is an insight to my life. So I didn't get that reference, but I do know that banger bros was him and Drew McIntyre's tag team name. And I know that they had to stop it because it was copyrighted already by porn stars. No, by and by a porn site or porn a studio porn or whatever it is. On the reg, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. I was like, so he knows. "Banger Bros." That's what, it was the same as the submission sorority when Paige did fuck? that with. Do you remember that years no. ago? When, I don't. Paige started with Ruby Riot and okay. um, who was it, Max? I don't remember now. Uh, <laughs> was he? NXT it was Paige, Ruby Riot, yeah, 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 a bunch of girls that she brought up, and okay. they were called the Submission Sorority for a couple of weeks before it was revealed that Submission Sorority was a porn. Shut up. Channel. Okay, that yeah, one I didn't yeah. know. Okay, wow. But, but anyway, but all, that, all that aside, I'm talking about Seamus, and yeah. Seamus is a fucking, he's a local lad to us, like, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, sure. He's been in WWE for a fucking long time. For a while. He's, do you remember when I remember watching TLC 2009 Shit. when Sheamus beat John Cena for the World Heavyweight title? And it was like, Sheamus was this new guy that had come out of nowhere. Right? And, and then he also got this huge push. And it was a tables match. Yeah. And all of a sudden he put yeah. John Cena through a table and was like, oh fuck, this new cunt is like. Yeah, I, re- going on. I remember me- watching the wrestling channel. Remember the wrestling channel, Jesse? Yeah, 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 in, yeah, yeah. Here, here in the UK, sure. they used to play Ring of Honor and like all all of this stuff. And right. there was um, this Celtic wrestling promotion, yeah. and they Irish had Sheamus, Irish Wit Wrestling, and they had Sheamus like this big wow. young like chunky dude doing the <laughs> stuff and then two years later awesome. Sheamus has been there since 2006 that's crazy that is he's coming up to his 20 year in WE that's good, yeah. good on him and he's always been relevant in one way or another always winning titles always in the scene like you know what I mean all his re- another guy who always reinvented himself even when he was with tag teams with Cesaro it was fucking fantastic right so the guy has worked so him. fucking hard you can yeah, you can criticize anything about Sheamus, but no, no one can criticize his in-ring effort because he has been consistently fucking fantastic in that ring. He puts on good matches. He hits bangers. as hard as he gets hits. Yeah, I say <laughs> bangers, dude. The man just and I love that he's finally getting like when his music hit and the crowd really fucking popped, you right? know, and it was like. This is awesome. It's so good to see Because it's him. true. Other than he recently, really he's, he's always been a heel and Buddha all his whole career, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Seamus also kind of fell into the trap of the guy that was like, oh, God, it's Seamus. Or he'd like, they'd put him as a placeholder champion and everyone's yes. just like, oh, Seamus. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's got out of that hole, which yeah, I think of is course. really hard he to just do. Works hard. Do you remember the Seamus Finn Balor match that we saw, Max, in Birmingham? Oh, shit. Yeah. Incredible. Me- me and Max went to a WWE house show okay. in Birmingham back in 2016, 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, um, and Finn Balor was in NXT at the time, but they were clearly trying to sort of 
you know, push him into the main roster. So um, we were watching this WWE house show and they had Finn Balor come out and they did this little video package for anyone who might not know who Finn Balor is. And um, Finn Balor came out and it was against Sheamus. Right. And fuck me, that's one of the best matches I've ever wow. seen live, I think. That, that Finn Balor-Sheamus match at that house show was stunning. It was so good. Awesome, awesome, yes. And f- for sure, Sheamus deserves all the flowers he's receiving now. And I'm, I've always been a fan because, again, real wrestling fans know who's good and who's not. Fuck characters aside, if it's shitty or not, you see the effort that people put. Like, another example to me is Chad Gable. Fucking love this guy to death. But it just sucks what he's stuck with. Like, you know what I mean? And, but again, yeah. it is what it is. Yes, they all deserve it. Gentlemen. I felt it. I felt it when I was a kid with Dean Malenko, by the oh, way. Oh, there, there's another good example. Here. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Dean Malenko, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Never had a gimmick I can get behind. I just like watching him in the ring. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so what do you give Doro Rumble out of five? Oh, Max, go. Um, I would give it a 3.2. Oh, oh you are Jesus savage, Christ. son. I'm giving it a 3.2 because the men's Royal Rumble was predictable, but I was happy with the, with the Cody winning. The dark match was complete. Just ridiculous waste of time. The women's match was horrendous. The, the Royal Rumble, though, for the women, phenomenal. And the main event, mwah. So maybe with the main event, I go up to 3.5. Okay. You, have a, you are a low-standard man. He is. Well, not everyone <laughs> likes to lick salt, so. Yeah. What are you done? What are you done? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going 4.2. Oh, okay. Mm. That's fair. Steve? I'm going with an even four. Even four? Yeah. Okay. What What would have made it a five for you? Honestly, the women's title match was not needed, and the pitch black match, whatever, if that was just a regular match, then yeah. I think it was basically those two things that brought it down. But because, yeah, I think I'm with you. But because the women's Royal Rumble, the main event, and even the men's Royal Rumble, I know Max and like, but I enjoyed it. Those three things, oh man. And that was the chunk of the pay-per-view anyways. So yeah, four, yeah. man, for sure. But this is w- probably the my favorite Rumble in a long time and even WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, man, me too. So can't wait for Mania. So now it actually looking forward towards Mania that we could talk. Hopefully we'll have the same enthusiasm after WrestleMania because I think I believe that's what's up next. I don't think we're going to do the next AEW because they're too close to each other, That's right? That's in March. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so we'll do WrestleMania come April. I think it's the first week of April or something. So we'll be back for Mania. We'll see what storylines come to fruition, what they did with this whole title picture because, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what, what's going to happen. possible to predict. Yeah. yeah. No, most definitely. All right, gentlemen, where can people find you? Anything you want to promote? Floor's oh, all yours. Well, you have a goal. Weird story of the week. I told you this last time, man. Don't you listen to the show? I've retired this shit. Fuck's sake! Yeah. But you, no, but you, you retired it before, but you, but then you brought it back. For no, us. I, re- I officially retired it the last time we were on, but I brought it back for that episode and made it the last, last. Sort of like oh, Ric Flair nice. came out of retirement two more times, and that's it. <laughs> I regretted it massively. <laughs> <laughs> Where is our Jay Lethal? We need our need our ringer. Fine, all right, fine. So we have to plug our shit. Max, plug your shit. You're you're silent nowadays. You disappeared off social media. Good for you. More you blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It'd be awkward. 
at that. This is how he finds out. No, I have. I have gone completely silent on social media. I've deleted everything. Um, oh shit! Just waiting for that that big return. I'm, I'm pulling a Bray Wyatt. I'm working on my next projects, and okay. it'll be a massive disappointment, and it will take too long. <laughs> Jesus. Way to be positive, my friend. Jesse, what do you got going on? So if I if I could do a pathetic plug right now, right? So um, I. Um, I play in a band called the Trevor Babajack Trio. Trevor Babajack Steger is the artist who I play with. Um, we've just been nominated for loads of blues blues awards, which opens on the fourth of February in what, like five days or something. Awesome. Um, if anyone wants to um, just Google the blues, the UK Blues Awards on the fourth of February, because it opens to a public vote on that day. Just vote for Trevor Babajack, please, because we're the last five nominees of the best artist of the year, the best acoustic artist of the year, um, and we won't win because there's people in in that category that are fucking stunning and like have thousands and thousands of followers. But I'm just, I'm just, I just want to get people voting as much no, as possible. So if you want to go in there and vote for that, I would fucking love you forever. Thank you. And that's it. You're done. Steve, we love being here. <laughs> I love that Steve didn't say that he was going to vote. He was just like, yes. oh, we're done. And that's done. And that's done. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is the most pathetic, sucky uppy, like, desperate request. We've I love the way. I love the way Steve ends these shows. Like, he's so full of life and happiness <laughs> at the start. And by the end, he's like, and we're done. Just get the fuck out. Just go. Just Let's go out. already. Let's go. People don't listen this far anyway, so you can say whatever you want, you know, so. You know. This is true. I feel they like you are halfway through your sponsorship, to be honest, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all that matters is the initial hit. You could listen one second, you could listen an hour. It still counts towards the metrics. So. True. That's what I always used to say. Exactly. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support us, find sponsors because if it helps them, almost definitely helps me out. Most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right, gentlemen, till WrestleMania is not too far along. That's why I like the season because it's Royal Rumble. Then literally a month or two later, it feels like it's WrestleMania right away. Yeah, two months pretty much. February, March, start of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Looking forward to it. Vote Jesse. Yes. I got your back, buddy. I got your back. There you go. Thanks, buddy. On that note, he's Max. He's Jesse. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. (laughs) Another classic in the bag. Mm -hmm.